Hi, I'm Neil. I'm Veronica. We fell in love when we were 16. And here we are talking about what life is all about for us. Thank you for joining us. This is a Life Is Podcast with Neil and Veronica. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life Is with Neil and Veronica. Thank you again for all of the amazing uh, feedback and the support for our perspective episodes that we just had last week. Um, it was overwhelming and very, very great for uh, us to be able to share that message that Josie had for all of you. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, highly, highly recommend it uh, that you go check it out when you get the chance. So yeah, uh, I was reading a book that was recommended actually by uh, somebody that you know, Veronica, and it's talking about, um, you know, how we make decisions or how we should make decisions. And it was written by a poker player. So there was a lot of analogies in the first few chapters that I was reading. And it really got me thinking about how when we make decisions, you know, there isn't always a full probability of a right or a wrong or, you know, 100% this side or 0% that side. There's a lot of things that can, you know, be going into the outcome. But when we make decisions, I know we've talked about this a few times, we try and give ourselves the best decision knowledge by making sure we have all the information that we can available to us. But that doesn't mean we have all the information that is out there. There could be things that we're missing that are not available to us. And so it got me thinking that, you know, today is a great time to talk about life is full of decisions. So um, I'm sure there's multiple <laughs> different ways that we're going to talk about this, but reading about that really made me think about how when you make a decision, the outcome shouldn't play into how you felt about if that was a good decision. Because when you're in the moment, when you're taking in all that information, all that you can, asking people and you make that decision, you've made a great decision for you in your situation with all the knowledge that you have. And then the outcome itself can go multiple different ways based off of lots of different factors. And there's decisions made all day long and you just need to go with all the information you can. So maybe you can touch on a few of the things that you like to do, uh, whether it comes to little decisions or big decisions, but I definitely know that we know full well that life is full of decisions. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, there is a full spectrum. There is a full scale of all different kinds of decisions that you have to make day in and day out. And you all know me by now that I'm so squirrely and actually I'm pretty indecisive. I often blame it on being a Libra and that, you know, balance and, you know, I can never make up my mind. And those of you that know me know that I do like to go with the flow and I'm happy to often just go with whatever the group wants in a sense. But yes, absolutely. Life is full of decisions and there's a lot of factors and variables that go into that. And often I say, I am faced with like decision paralysis. I can overthink a lot of different things. And it brings me back to when I was a kid and I used to, I don't read that much now, but I used to read novels. And I don't know if you read those, but they were like the make your own story novels where you would get to the end of a page and it would say, if you want to do this, turn to page 26. If you want to do this, turn to page 47. 
And let's be honest here, everybody that read those books, how many of you picked one and just went with it and didn't actually go to the other page? You just picked one? Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Neil put up his hand for those of you that are listening. And he said he chose, so you can touch on this in a bit, but you know, I guess Neil was the one that chose one and went with it. I was not. Here is me, and I feel like this plays out in life every day too, is as Neil mentioned, we like to make evidence-informed decisions for sure. We do like to spend a certain amount of time gathering as much information as we can from different sources, right? That can be from friends, that can be from research, that can be from like lots of different things. But at the end of the day, what we've landed on for like our relationship and our life and our kids is just that. It is our life. It is our circumstance. And at the end of the day, it is our decision. And we are the ones that live in this household. We are the ones that parent our children. And while you can gather information from different sources, not to say any of those are necessarily right or wrong, but you know, you can take all that into account and then as I mentioned, at the end of the day, maybe it's not the end of the day, maybe it's part of your day, whatever that looks like, trying to just use some sayings here. But, you know, it has to feel right for you at that time. And maybe in the future or down the line, you're going to think, ooh, maybe that wasn't the best decision. But there's always a chance to course correct, and there's always a chance to continually improve. And you made that decision for a reason. So I feel like Neil has lots of things to say about this, but we have made a lot of big choices up until this point. We've had to move cities. You know, we've had to choose schools that our children have gone to, which can go one way or another, you know, and big transitions with things. And you better believe that everybody had an opinion and you better believe that everybody had something to say about that mostly unsolicited. So how many times do people tell you, oh, you know, X, Y, Z, and you're like, did I even ask you? You know, and I'm going back to the episode where Neil said, it's just such a great respectful thing in a conversation to say, you know, do you need me to listen or do you need advice? And often, you know, when we're faced with decisions and choices, it's, can be very stressful depending on the magnitude of the decision or the choice that you have to make. And often from my personal experience, all those voices just exacerbate all of that because then all of these dialogues are going through your mind when you're trying to make this decision. When if you would just like picture yourself putting on like soundproof headphones and if you would just listen to that voice inside of you, because we always say trust your gut. You know, I've said this to my friends often is at the end of the day, your gut and your decisions and choices that you have made have got you this far in your life. And I'd like to think that like, we're all pretty okay from the choices and decisions that we made. And if we're not, you know, we have the opportunity to make a new one and to move on from that. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll toss it over to you after all of that, because I feel like you probably have a lot of things to say. Well, and I want to just touch on like the part about making decision and like the 
book really, you know, opened my mind to separating a decision and an outcome, right? So whether or not uh, the outcome of your decision was, let's say, positive or negative, right or wrong, good or bad, however you want to label it, it shouldn't affect your feelings or your um, general um, thoughts on your decision. Because when you made it, you made the best decision with the information you had and you need to start separating what the outcome was because there's a lot of different factors like I touched on earlier that could have played into the decision not going the way you thought in the beginning. And it's really just giving yourself that permission to own your decision, uh, whether it's, you know, you and I, um, somebody's relationship, whatever, like a single decision that I made, you made individually. It's giving yourself that permission to own the decision and to say, I made the best decision possible in that moment. And the outcome is separate from it. And again, let's just touch back on this, not apologizing for it because you made that decision for you, your situation, and what you thought was best. And nobody can tell you that you should be sorry for that if you've made the best decision possible in the moment. So I really think it all ties in together again with that because it's just such a strong message, again, about not apologizing for your boundaries, not apologizing for that. And again, not apologizing for the decisions you made that were best for your situation, right? Um, and, and I think that it's just another mindset shift for that. And so, yeah, I think that it's a great thing to start to talk about because we make decisions all the time, big, little, um, you know, whether they're in the moment or long-term, like you're saying. And I want to maybe even wind it even further back to our very first episode talking about life is having a vision. And when you're making a decision, sometimes, like you said, you can be overwhelmed. Sometimes you can have too much information out there that's causing you to just freeze. And what it was told to me uh, along the lines over this last little while that I've been gathering information is in the end, and it goes uh, along the lines of trusting your gut. In the end, is the decision you're making getting you further to that vision or further away from it? And anything that you make that's getting you closer to that vision, closer to that goal, whatever it is, that's the right decision for you. And you have to just leave it at that and go from there. Well, something that you said also made me think of a conversation that we've had And, you know, naturally we are judgy people. We have an opinion about everything (laughs) and we have a judgment about people's choices, you know, whether we're asked or not. And, you know, I think it does go back to like, again, this is my personal opinion. I am not a scientist or a researcher, but, you know, being human, like we're, we're a little bit wired to judge for safety sometimes. And, you know, depending on the choices, like how many of you out there have felt the, I told you so. And Neil and I were having a conversation about this the other day, because I was really close to saying to him, I told you so. (laughs) And I held back and right away I said, 
we need to do an episode, something along the lines of covering I told you so, and how that is just not conducive or productive or like, I don't know, insert some sort of word there about, it's just not helpful, right? So, so what? Like I really wanted to say to Neil, so Neil was saying something about, oh, I think we were admiring his skin (laughs) and, you know, and Neil's like rubbing his like face right now, (laughs) but you all know that, you know, Neil had mentioned focusing on a few buckets my, and he would say myself, my health and my wealth. And Neil had gone 60 days plus now at this point, every day taking these vitamins every morning for himself. And I was just admiring his skin. And I was like, you should have taken a before photo. Okay. There's the should anyways, that's a whole other thing. But you know, and then he was saying, oh yeah, like I just feel amazing and blah, blah, blah. And you know, the first thought that crept into my head was I told him, I, first of all, listen to this dialogue. Okay. I told him (laughs) years ago to take vitamins. I bought him vitamins. I like would put them on the counter and then we would get into arguments about him not taking vitamins and then like expiring. And I have this like whole thing about like wasting money and products and groceries, but you know, it's it. And I stopped myself right away. And I think that that's one thing that is so beautiful that has come out of like even having this podcast together, not only having this time together, but it is huge self-development for both Neil and I. And I hope that these messages help, you know, all of you that are listening out there too, and that it resonates with somebody. And so, you know, I stopped myself right away and we always say words matter. And, you know, now we are pausing on things, but I did say out loud the whole thought process. And I said, Ooh, I almost said, I told you so. And that doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great for anybody. And it's like, well, yeah, thanks. Well, so what? Like I can't rewind 10 years, but I'm doing something about it now. So like, where do you go from there? Right? I mean, Instead of that, I told you so, I did flip it. And I think I said to you something along the lines of like, I'm so glad you're doing that for you now. And what a difference that is making. And that's like kind of the flip side of that. So we've talked before about instead of apologizing, you know, saying the thank you or doing what our family is experimenting with in these last couple of weeks. And we're actually replacing the I'm sorry, unless I mean like very warranted, you know, you've really hurt somebody, but like replacing those like token stories in a sense that we throw out so quickly with, I love you. And we've been doing that lately and it has felt so amazing. So I'm probably going off track, but I do want to mention this because I think it's really important. And same thing with perfect. We're trying to remove perfect. We had a whole podcast on that in conversation too. And we've replaced that with different words like spectacular and wonderful and you know, something that isn't like measured or like quantified in a sense. So we had these kind of experiments going in our home. You know, we would kind of encourage you or challenge you to do the same. And we'd love to hear what you think, but it's just felt so good. And I have to say that, like, we've been doing that like together, the kids have been doing that. And it actually brings about like some giggles sometimes. And it just feels so much better. You know, it did take our daughter a little bit of adjusting, which is kind of funny. So I guess I'll tell that story as well. But, 
you know, I said, I said to her, cause she loves a good challenge. She loves a good experiment. And she takes that very seriously. If you can't get the sense of like who our oldest is. And I said, you know, mommy's going to try this too. We're all going to try this. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, again, like, you know, unless it's like very necessary, we're going to try and replace it with, I love you. And almost instantaneously we were doing this. And again, we were kind of giggling about it, but she had to adjust. So the first couple of times she would be like, uh, uh, and then she'd go, I love you. And then she'd give me that look and she kind of like pointed left and right. And she was like, mommy, it's the, you know, it's the like, I love you, like number two, not number one. And I was like, no, <laughs> all the same. It's just, I love you. And then, you know, it took a couple of days and she got used to it. Now we're still doing it and it still feels really good. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll bring it back to what you're saying about, I told you so. And, you know, what that came out of that conversation as well, because we obviously talked about it even after that situation. So we've talked about this, you and I, Veronica, in the past about people have to be able to come to their own decisions at the time that it is right for them. You could wish hope and just pray or whatever it is for you that somebody would just listen to you, that they would just take your advice. You are telling them what they need, but they're not ready to hear it. And they're not ready to accept what it takes to do it. And what reasons that is, we may never know, but there are reasons. And when they are ready, when they want it, again, like the vitamins, um, they will do it. Okay. It, it's, it's just part of what we are as humans and with our thought processes, you can still be there for them. You can still offer advice or offer a listening ear in whatever situation they need. And when you give that advice, every time you give it, every time that you are giving them information and showing them what they may need to hear, it will start to add to their future thoughts when they are ready. So it's not to say give up. It's not to say like, don't do it. You obviously want to frame it in a sense of like your opinion. And I know you always say it as, um, you know, here's like what I think and my opinion, right? Because then you can't deny what that information is. You're not saying you should, or this is for you. It's your opinion. And this was my decision or whatever, however you want to frame it in the, um, you know, personal sense, but along the lines of making decision is other people won't make a decision until they're ready. And that decision that is at hand, right? And again, we talked about the spectrum. So yeah, I can be super squirrely. Yeah, I can be super indecisive. You know, if I'm going out to a restaurant, I am that person that looks up the menu before because I'm also that person, even when looking up the menu before, I'm the one sitting there going, you can ask me last and take my order last. But I overthink everything. Go ahead. Unless, no, but unless we've learned this, we've tested this. <laughs> Unless we're at a vacation resort that is all inclusive 
and there's no price tag associated with it. All decisions are thrown out. The, all timelines with decisions have been thrown out the window, and it goes expedited because there's no extra thought into the decision, which is the price. It's true. If you see me on vacation anytime, I will. I will make that decision so fast, and I think Neil's like, "Wow, <laughs> is it ever?" It's like complete opposite, and it's true. And like. Again, like Neil mentioned, like there's variables in certain things. And for me, it's money. And it's because of the way that I was raised. And it's because of, you know, my circumstances when I was growing up. And it was because of also what I saw in my parents. And like that dollar mattered, right? And so I look at a menu now and I think, ooh, for $15 or like whatever, everything's gone up so much, let's say 30. So for $30, I can get chicken fingers or which like I really want, but then here's here's my decision process, okay, everybody? So I'm like, but I can make chicken fingers at home or I could get a box of like 30 for like half that price. <laughs> and so, you know, like I really wanna eat chicken fingers in this moment but I could get shrimp for $32 and like shrimp is seafood and shrimp is more expensive and I can't really make that at home and blah, blah, blah. And then what do I order? I order the third, oh no, that's opposite, whatever. I would have picked the, I would have picked the lower price. But point being is I don't go with what I want. And I've done this numerous times and it, you could use this analogy for probably any decision in life because I've sat at a restaurant before Actually, I will tell you of one right now that's very concrete. We were in Vegas. We go to Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Sticky toffee pudding is like Gordon Ramsay's signature dessert. And it looked so good. And everyone else was getting sticky toffee pudding. And here I am at a freaking expensive restaurant. You want to know what I did? I asked everyone around me, hey, what dessert do you want to try? Because let me order the dessert that you want to try. So I got this stupid pear cheesecake <laughs> that was not, okay, no. I mean, it was good. We were still in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> he was laughing so hard. But the point being is I really wanted to pudding. Well, thank you for not ordering it because now we have an excuse to go to Hell's Kitchen. But, but here's I the point. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But here's the point is that Vegas was how long ago? And I'm still thinking about that stupid sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> and I said to Neil, like, I want to fly to Vegas tomorrow because I really want to order that sticky toffee pudding. And they're like, just pause there. Okay, there's an analogy about making choices and decisions in life sometimes and how that can be applicable to different situations. Okay, it's not about sticky toffee pudding or pear cheesecake or whatever at Hell's Kitchen. But in that moment, I considered everybody else. And who the heck was eating that dessert? Me. And I was like regretting it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, you've regretted it for the last month or so. And. I think it's a great analogy and it's, you know, one people will remember because, you know, that sticky toffee pudding and that other stupid one, right? They'll, they'll remember it. And, and whenever they're coming to a decision, I hope everyone now, when you're coming to a decision and you're, you know, allowing outside factors, i.e. other people affect your decision, just remember, don't get the stupid dessert. 
Go with the one you want. That's what Veronica would tell you. Just, and don't overthink it. Cause I think the bottom line, I think about choices and decisions is we always know. We do know deep down. We've said this in many podcasts before. And, you know, there are different factors that come in. There's different voices that creep in and different variables. And then ultimately, like if I sit here right now and I think about, so as a person, I try not to live like in regret. I really try not to, even though I regret the sticky toffee pudding decision, but I try, you know, again, like I try to sit in the, I made the best decision I could in the moment. If I can course correct, let's do it. If I can make a better decision now, knowing what I know now, which Neil always says, you can't compare your chapter 20 to your chapter three, your own, let alone somebody else's, but you didn't know what you knew then, what you know now. If that makes any sense. I feel like I had to wrap my brain around that too, but you do, you do know, and we spend so much time in circles or I spend a lot of time going in circles. And then, you know, Neil's often like, if, you know, again, not to live in the past, but he's like, you just need to go with it. Like, you know, so just go with it and trust yourself again, trust your gut. And, you know, and a lot of big decisions that we made, we kept saying, you know what? let's say it doesn't work out. That's okay. We can change it up. It's fine. And I know not all decisions are like that. And some are like super small, again, like sticky toffee pudding. And some are really big in terms of like maybe a move or something that is more, you know, life altering in a sense. And I think the interesting thing too, is when you have a choice at hand, when you have a decision at hand, why do we ask other people? Do we even want to hear their opinion? Is it a reflex that we're asking for a kind of external validation when even they don't have the full story, they don't have the full details, they don't even have the full feelings of what you're sitting with in that? So why are we asking other people? Because, you know, I if I think about it, sometimes I've asked for the opinion, Kate, Let's, let's tell another story here. So sometimes I have asked you, Neil, and I've actually asked you for your opinion on something only to say like, no, you know, I'm going to go with like the other thing. And then you're kind of like, why did you ask me? And I'm like, I don't know, actually. It's like that external validation that we need someone's approval on a decision that we're going to make, but why? Because we haven't rewired our thinking to being comfortable knowing that we made the best decision and the outcome shouldn't matter. Again, you know, reading this book has really opened my mind to starting to think that way is when we make a decision, whatever happens to be the outcome, whether good, bad, right or wrong, it will give us information for future decisions. But the decision we made in this moment was the best one. And, you know, just touching on what you were saying there about asking or seeking external validation on your decisions. Um, I really think that it, it is a reflex, like you said, right? It's something that was just, you know, part of 
what we were doing. And I think that we just need to start to look inwards. But the main thing is they don't have to live with the outcome of that decision. So their thoughts and opinions are just part of your decision if you want it to be. But ultimately, you live with that decision. You learn from that decision. So the only voice is the one inside your gut telling you, and especially on the big decisions, right? Like we've talked about this and you touched upon this at the beginning of this episode when we chose, you know, schooling for our kids. Only you and I were living with that decision. And others' opinion, whether it was unsolicited or we asked for it, they were just information or noise. But in the end, we knew what we wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. those people didn't validate or influence us. We could have made that decision before that because we already knew what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Because we were going to live with that and learn from it no matter the Mm -hmm. outcome. The other thing is you don't need to justify your decision to anybody. And like, I think that that's important because often I feel like, you know, sometimes you say a decision that you're making and then all of a sudden there's a whole story to go with it. And it's like, whoa, but why? And something that you said, you know, I was thinking when we try and be considerate of others, let's say, you know, in a choice or a decision, ultimately, are you then considering the most important person, which is yourself. So are you prioritizing being considerate to everyone else with a decision that affects you and you're not being considerate to yourself anymore? And then another part of that is sometimes I wonder if we ask the opinion of others as almost a safety mechanism, as if to say, you know, Neil, you influenced my decision. You said that I should do this. So I chose what you said. It didn't work out. It's your fault. 100%. that is playing into what we used to do or what maybe people, some people still do. And it's really good food for thought about why. I think you have to start to maybe look at why you're asking people. Again, are you looking for that validation to confirm, you know, like confirmation bias? Or are you looking to have somebody to fall back on so that you don't have to live with an outcome of a decision? There's, you know, again, different factors as to maybe why you're doing that. And you really have to start looking at and separating a decision from an outcome. And just know that any decision you make is the best decision for you. And you just have to own it. That is the bottom line. And I will repeat that because I, that is my number one thing to say. I do not like giving unsolicited advice. So that is my piece of advice. And I always say the best decision that you can make is the one for you or the one that you do make. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to end it right there because we could just keep going on. I'm sure, but that is a great message. Um, to end this discussion about life is full of decisions. And I want to thank you all for deciding to listen to us today. And I hope that you got something out of this conversation or any other conversation we've had 
um, and we are truly grateful for what this has turned into and what this is going to uh, keep going into um, as we have so many different topics, whether Veronica is fired up about them or I have something that I wanna share. Um, we absolutely love um, how this has helped us um, and I know that we've heard how much it's going to help you and it wouldn't be another episode unless Veronica had one final thought. And my thought is when we are talking about choices and decisions, we appreciate you for making the choice to choose this episode or to choose our podcast, to listen to us and spend some time with us. So we are grateful definitely for that. Absolutely. Thank you again, everybody. We hope that you have a great rest of your week uh, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Have a great day, everybody.